Good evening to the whole community. Thank you again for being here. For being willing to listen to the following stories of encounters with the paranormal and the unexplainable. We have prepared some great stories for you tonight. They are short, but they all leave us with many questions for you to answer. If you've ever experienced something similar or have knowledge on such mysteries, we would love to hear from you. If not, don't worry, because sooner or later, you may experience something that could make you the next protagonist of Tales of the Night. I would like to share something that happened to my uncle. Here in the state of Querétaro, on the highway from Ezequiel Montes to Cadereyta. He is a taxi driver and told me about a time he was hired to do an overnight trip. Around two in the morning, he was on his way back home when he saw a man dressed as a charro in the middle of the road. His entire outfit was black, but he was hard to ignore, standing with a hand raised, signaling for my uncle to stop. It was late and there would be no other taxis passing at that time of night. So my uncle pulled over and the charro got into the back seat. My uncle asked the charro why he was walking those roads so late at night, and the man replied that he was patrolling his territory. My uncle was surprised, but the man told him that he enjoyed going out at that time of night. My uncle asked him how far his territory extended, and the charro replied that it reached the Zatuni curve. He said that it used to extend further, but that there was a lady there who would no longer let him pass. They were quiet. My uncle had been watching him through the rearview mirror as they talked, but as they approached the curve, my uncle turned his attention to the road and asked the charro to let him know where to drop him off. But the man didn't answer. When my uncle looked back at the rearview mirror, the man was gone. My uncle turned to see if the man had laid down or something, but there was no one in the back seat. My uncle was shaken, a horrible fear he had never felt before. He suddenly understood that the charo was a demon, perhaps the devil himself, and that the lady who didn't let him pass, the lady on the curve, was the Virgin of Guadalupe whose figure was standing there in front of him now. Later, as he shared his story, my uncle found out that when they were building that highway, there were many, many accidents, and that it was only finished when the Virgin was placed at that curve. Hello, community. I would like to share something curious that just happened to me. I am one of those stay-at-home moms who listens in while doing housework. Sometimes I have to stop a story halfway because I have to take my headphones off to do something that requires my full attention. I mention this because it is relevant to the story, because of what happened one of those times when I stopped halfway through an episode about witches, which I fully believe in. That night, after putting my son to bed, I fell asleep very quickly 
and deeply. I dreamt about a terrifying witch that jumped from tree to tree, just outside my house. This woman started offering me anything I wanted. She told me about spells and incantations. She showed me everything she was going to give me in a cauldron, like in the movies. She was going to help me put an end to all my problems. She told me I was going to be a successful woman, with all the comforts I could ask for, and that I wouldn't have a single worry in the world. But she asked for something in return. She didn't tell me what, but at that moment I thought about my son, there inside the dream, and I woke up very scared. The strangest part of all. At that very moment I heard a fingernail scratching the window, right next to my son's crib. The sound was impatient, like someone waiting for an answer. I called out to my husband, but he didn't wake up, so I grabbed the baby and got in bed with him, repeating a resounding no in my mind. You may think it was just a dream, but I am certain that this isn't the first time a witch has wanted to take my son away. I'll tell you about my past experiences another time. Hello community, I want to tell you guys something that happened to me six years ago, although it seems like it was a long time ago. When I studied architecture, I had a friend who I spent a lot of time with. We got close because we were both from out of town. I'm from the port of Veracruz, and she's from Tuxpan. I liked having Daniela around because she was very talkative and made friends very easily. Perhaps because everyone noticed her sincerity. Perhaps because she always said what she thought outright. Daniela is also, how to put it, mystical. She believes in energies as a supernatural force, in spirits, and many other things. Since her apartment was closer to campus, we would often go there to do homework, projects, or just hang out. The apartment she rented was on the second floor of a gated community at the end of a very steep street. On the other side of the wall that closed off the street, there was a grove of trees that connected to a park. I remember the first time she invited me over. There were three of us girls and another classmate. As soon as you entered the apartment, you immediately noticed her collection of unusual trinkets. She had a small altar to the Virgin. A bundle of herbs tied with a red ribbon hanging from the back of the front door. A silver crucifix, candles, incense, quartz crystals. And she also had a very large religious candle which she told us her dad had gifted her that it was blessed. We asked why she had all that stuff and she said it was for her protection because she said she was very sensitive to energies. All kinds of energies, good and bad. Her response didn't seem strange to us because she was always talking about things like that. She even took a small red cloth pouch out of her pocket and told us that it was something she always carried on her to prevent bad energies from sticking to her. Then she took out a tarot card deck and, out of curiosity, we asked her to read them. I've always been skeptical and didn't take any of that stuff seriously, but we spent the afternoon telling stories doing card readings and drinking wine. Many times after that day when it got late, 
I would sleep over at her place. I was at her apartment so often that at one point we even thought about renting it together. Nothing strange had ever happened there until one night. A night that changed everything for me. One Sunday, a few classmates decided to go to the movies. We were going to see Annabelle too. I remember it well. It was August 2017. We got out of the movie. It was a bit late. And like many nights, I decided to stay with Daniela. I woke up in the middle of the night and turned to look at Daniela, sleeping peacefully next to me. From the bed, I could see the dining room and above the mini fridge, a microwave that showed the time. It was three o'clock in the morning, sharp. I was a little startled seeing the time, but I told myself, don't freak out just because you've seen a horror movie. Go back to sleep. So I closed my eyes and tried to go back to sleep, but I couldn't. Terrifying images were popping into my head, violent images, full of blood. So I opened my eyes again, thinking it was all a product of my imagination after having seen a movie like that. I was trying to convince myself of this when I suddenly heard footsteps coming down the steep street. They were very loud steps, as if someone was marching purposefully to be heard. The neighbor's dog started barking as the steps kept approaching faster and faster down the street, until they passed in front of the apartment. The dogs were frantic, throwing themselves against the gate making a lot of noise. I thought my friend was going to wake up, but she didn't. When the footsteps stopped, the dogs immediately fell silent, and a chill came over me. I was very scared, but I kept thinking it was just my imagination. Maybe it was just a neighbor coming home late. But what I noticed next terrified me. I realized there was total silence. No crickets, no barking, no sounds of cars in the distance. Really a very profound silence. Grave, as they sometimes say. I got restless and sat up in bed. I kept trying to convince myself that everything was fine, that I was exaggerating, but I felt like my head was being squeezed, like there was a deep buzzing produced by the silence like that sound in your ears when the pressure drops. Then I heard it. Something had landed on the roof above us. I looked up, trying to imagine what it could be. It sounded like the footsteps I had heard on the street before. And at that moment, a dog started howling. Then another one. And another. And it seemed like all the dogs in the neighborhood were howling at once. I stood motionless and that thing on the roof started walking around in circles above my head. Then it stopped and began scratching the ceiling. The scratches were digging into the concrete slab, as if digging a hole to get inside. I couldn't take it anymore. I decided to wake Daniela, but I didn't want that thing to hear me, so I whispered her name. She couldn't hear me. So I raised my voice and I grabbed her by the shoulders, shaking her as I called out her name 
until I was nearly shouting at her. She finally opened her eyes, scared, and asked what was going on. I told her I was scared because she wouldn't wake up, that I had heard strange noises. I didn't want to tell her about the footsteps on the roof, or those claws scratching the ceiling, that seemed to want to break through the roof to get inside. I didn't want to frighten her more than necessary. She got up and offered me a glass of water. By then the noises had stopped, but I started crying. I felt like it had hurt me. I was very scared. Tears just poured from my eyes and I couldn't stop them. That's when Daniela got scared. She asked what was wrong with me. I could only tell her that I was very scared. I swear, at that moment, I started hearing something whispering from the bathroom. They were barely whispers. Someone was talking, saying things I couldn't understand. They seemed like words, but they were incomprehensible, like a language I had never heard before. Daniela looked at me. Then she saw the time. It was 3.30, and I saw her eyes widen in fear. Suddenly, the neighbor's dogs started howling again. The footsteps started again. We both heard them this time. I told her I had been hearing that ever since I woke up. I remember her telling me it was surely a cat in heat or something, that I shouldn't worry. But as she told me that, she was also frantically searching for something. She took out a box of incense and lit one, just like her weird stuff she used to do. She said the energy was very heavy, that the plume of smoke coming from the incense was tense. And it was. The smoke was very straight, as if drawn with a ruler and not a diamond like it usually comes out. I tried praying, but I couldn't remember anything more than the first line. Our Father who art in heaven. Our Father who art in heaven. I repeated it over and over in my mind. The scratches continued. That was no cat. I was sure of it. And I couldn't help but think of my grandmother's stories. She would always tell me how witches would land onto roofs. That they would scratch until dawn. When you would hear them flapping away. I suddenly got an unbearable urge to go out and see what it was with my own eyes. I got up, ready to go out, but Daniela shouted at me. No, don't you see? That's what it wants. It wants you to go out. My friend could be kooky sometimes, but this time I heard her speak seriously, and it got through to me. Daniela decided to light the religious candle. She struggled to carry the heavy thing to the center of the apartment for the whole room to brighten with its flame. Meanwhile, I was in shock. Maybe I still am after so many years. That candle looked so sinister, too. A solitary candle in the middle of a room at three in the morning, with dogs howling and a relentless scratching outside. No one can truly imagine just how terrifying that scene was. But little by little the footsteps and scratches disappeared. The dogs stopped howling one by one. You could still hear some of them in the distance, until finally they were all silent.
Daniela and I didn't talk. We just stared at each other as we waited around the candle. We waited for everything to return to normal, and slowly, I stopped sensing it. It was gone. Whatever it was that had been there was gone. Obviously, we didn't sleep until we saw the first rays of morning light. Then I was able to rest. I slept a couple hours, and at seven we went to class. I didn't see Daniela until ten when we met out on the school stairs. Then, as we ate breakfast, we told some classmates what had happened to us. Most of them said we probably freaked ourselves out, but there were some who dared say that maybe, just maybe, it was a witch. Everyone had their own point of view. Then Daniela broke the silence, saying she had already researched it and found out there was going to be a solar eclipse at noon that day, and that when that type of phenomenon occurs, it becomes easier for witches to shapeshift. She was sure it had been an owl, that it had come for her, but since she always slept with her own personal protection, it had tried to take me instead. That's why she gave me a protective quartz crystal, telling me to never take it off. Another day that week, we went to Daniela's to pass the free hours between classes with a few other friends, and saw how the trees at the end of the block, near that small grove, were filled with these blackbirds that here in Veracruz we call grackles. There were two pines completely filled with them. The tree looked completely black from all the birds on it. And then the neighbor's dog started howling again. It's worth mentioning this was around six o'clock at night, but it still scared us. So Daniela said, Let's go. Let's get out of here. We turned around and rushed back towards campus. It felt like something was following us, and the dogs would start howling down every street we turned on until we reached school. Daniela stayed at my apartment that day, and I never stayed at hers again after that. Though, of course, she remained my close friend. I never knew what to think. I'll never know what that was I heard in the bathroom, speaking, whispering, calling to me. And I won't know what those noises on the roof were either. I've never sensed or heard anything like it again. I'll never know if it really was a Nawal, a witch, or if it was something related to that movie which, by the way, I haven't dared watch again. Community, I'd like to know what you all think about this. Thank you for staying with us. As always, consider officially joining the internet's greatest community, Tales of the Night. Subscribe to never miss a new episode. But for now it's time to delve back into more Tales of the Night. Good evening community. I'm going to tell you what happened to my sister last night. She works 2 to 10 p.m., but doesn't usually get home until around 11.40, almost midnight. We rent a small house on a hill, and it takes around 10 or 15 minutes to get to the main road, depending on the person. But we always take a shortcut, through some long stairs, and a ramp, 
so we don't have to go too far out of the way. Anyway, my sister says that last night when she was coming home, walking calmly, she started noticing a fog filling the shortcut. You could just barely make out the path under the street lamps. But when she got to the ramp, she began to feel a sudden intense heat. Then chills too. Her body went on high alert when, from within the mist, something emerged. Something very strange that I can't explain. A kind of black fog, like a cloud carrying the sound of wasps. Floating murmurs. The fog was so thick that it formed a very clear shadow on the ground. My sister stood still, fear invading her whole body. She says the only thing she managed to do was ask, What? What do you want? Of course that there was no answer. The black fog began to rise up as if it were going to place itself on my sister, but when it was about to reach her, by the grace of God, a car passed lighting up the stairs. And with that light, the thing vanished, and my sister ran home. We hope she has the luck, the fortune, not to see it again. We had never even heard of anything like this before. That's why we decided to share the story with you all. We would really like to know if anyone else has ever had a similar experience. Hello, community. I'm going to share an experience I had some time ago with a supposed shapeshifter. And I say supposed, because it's not something I can confirm. In fact, the story may not be paranormal at all, but it has always seemed very curious to me. Especially because shapeshifters are always said to be evil beings. Years ago, when my dad passed away, we went to bury him in his hometown, a place in the Orizaba region. On the first anniversary, they made carnitas. Yes, I know it may sound strange, but that is the custom there. On the burial day, they serve beans with chili peppers. After eight days, tamales. After six months, mole. And after a year, meat, barbecue or something like that. At the house gathered a huge crowd since my dad was the brother of the town's priest, and everyone was willing to help. There were enough hands on deck and it was terribly cold, so I went to sit like a cat next to the grill, where a man was frying carnitas and pigskins. I was there for a long time. At that time I didn't care about social media or anything like that. It was 2007, so I was just there, calm, staring blankly thinking a thousand things. Although it had been a year, I was still very affected by my father's death. Not so much because of grief, but because we had learned, since that my dad had illegally used my mother's name and mine, and left us with a boatload of problems. As they crudely say out there, he left us high and dry. So there I was, staring blankly without speaking, when the man tending the meat took out some fatty pieces and offered them to me with a very nice, very kind smile. I know it may sound silly, but honestly it had been a long time since anyone had cared about me like that. I burst into tears just from that gesture, and I started eating very happily. As he took out the fatty pieces and chicharron, the man offered me more, 
He even offered me tortillas, which appeared out of nowhere as no one was in the kitchen making tortillas at the time. I ate very well and after a while I thanked him. I stayed seated there a good while longer, without speaking, until he finished his work and more men came to help take the grill away. Later, some distant relatives from the town practically cornered me and asked me what the man tending the meat had said to me. I told them everything, that we didn't really speak, but that he offered me food, and I didn't think there was anything wrong with accepting it, but they kept on insisting, asking me if I had seen or heard anything that weird, which threw me off. I ended the conversation and walked away, but different people kept asking me similar questions. Annoyed, I finally asked them why they cared so much, at which point, they were the ones to end the conversation. After everyone left, and we were having a more intimate dinner with my uncle, who was the town priest, I told him what had happened to me. He stared at me very attentively, and that's when I knew there was something strange going on. He remained quiet for a good while, then mentioned that there were rumors going around town, that the man tending the grill was a shapeshifter. At that time, I believed that all shapeshifters were evil and wicked. Despite being the niece of two priests, I am quite the heathen. But that night, I looked at my uncle and asked him if what had happened to me was something bad, or if I should be afraid. We were surrounded by my grandmother, her caregiver, my mom and a sacristan who lived with us, and they were all spooked. Honestly, I didn't understand why. Even though it's known that shapeshifters tend to be bad, this man had treated me very well, and somehow deep inside, I knew he had been honest. Somewhat sarcastically, I asked my uncle if I needed a blessing or something. I think that lightened the mood a bit because it made him laugh, and he said he didn't think it necessary. I thought of going up to the shapeshifter again the next day asking him directly, but the man didn't return. In our village, gossip is the local sport, so a day later it was common knowledge all over town that the priest's niece had eaten with a shapeshifter. I guess out of respect for my uncle no one said anything to me personally, but I did notice many curious glances, not at all discreet. Well, whatever it was, the truth is that I will be eternally grateful to that man, shapeshifter or not, because he was able to see beyond and comforted me a bit, something no one had done for a very long time. Thanks for reading my story. I hope I haven't bored you with it since, I repeat, there was nothing paranormal about it, right? I'm going to share an experience from a few years ago, a story that begins with a photograph taken around four years ago in an elementary school in the city of Querétaro, a photo that was shared a lot on social media. It was taken by a group of young people on a Saturday night when they were leaving a party in front of the school. They were leaning on a wall when one of them said they saw something crossing the street in the darkness. Not only did they all see it, but they managed to capture it in that photo the silhouette of a girl, 
in a dress next to a seesaw. But my story, what I want to share, happened afterwards. One night when it was already past eleven, I had been out with some friends after work and was on my way home. Halfway there, I started needing to pee and I knew I wasn't going to be able to hold it all the way home, but I couldn't just stop there on the road. It could be dangerous. I thought maybe I could reach my parents' house, but when I got into town I couldn't hold it any longer. I stopped on a street to do my business. That's when I saw it, hidden among some trees. Was that school. The famous school from the photo. Oh well. I thought. Hopefully nothing strange happens. I went to relieve myself next to the wall, facing the school. In other circumstances I wouldn't have done so, but I was desperate. From where I stood I could see a classroom light was on and flickering, as if there was some electrical failure. Suddenly the amount of time it stayed off started getting longer and longer, until it remained off for about ten seconds. Something in me told me to hurry up, to finish, and get out of there. But before I could, the light came back on, backlighting something that was near a tree, not very far from me. It was a silhouette of a girl, like the one in the photo, but she was so close that I managed to see details like her dress and her socks. I ran to my car and this time, I stepped on it, scared to death, and I didn't stop until I reached my house. A 15-minute trip shortened to just five minutes. I still get chills remembering it. Even seeing that photo terrifies me. Now, whenever I drive by, I avoid looking at the school. Especially at those hours, when there's no one else on the street. I was skeptical before, but my wife says that after that event, I became very religious. Now I understand there are things in this world that we will never be able to explain. I was once one of those people who would disrespectfully dare the supernatural to manifest itself if I was drunk or something. But now, I truly hope to never have contact with that plane again. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.